Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. And we're doing things a little bit differently for the next few episodes. Who knows, maybe for the next few months. Difficult to say. Difficult to say pretty much anything right now, isn't it? But uh, what I'm doing is I am going to start to record some of these episodes while I'm out and about doing a little bit of exercise. Because I, uh, like everybody, I'm going a bit stir-crazy at home. And um, I'm kind of like, I'm in a situation where I'm, I mean, I tend to work a lot anyway, and the boundaries between like work and non-work are just blending together in a bit of a crazy fashion and it's becoming like I'm quite good at focusing on the work that I need to get done but it's a little bit hard sometimes to, to, to kind of carve out and dedicate time to doing things like podcasts which as much as I love them they're not kind of they're often more pressing things I have to do you know so what I thought I would do is to start to record some podcasts on the road while I'm out for my my walk I currently am taking daily walks on Hampstead Heath in London I'm not going to tell you which part because then you'll come and stalk me like and there's bound to be at least one nutcase out there who comes and tries to find me uh, on Hampstead Heath so I won't tell you which part uh, but it's a beautiful one of the most beautiful parks in the world I think very uh, very very raw and nature-like it's not one of those kind of pristine sculpted parks that you get in somewhere like Japan uh, but anyway I'm taking these daily walks and I, I tend to go for like about two hours or so because it's just kind of fun and great to get out so I thought I would take the opportunity to record some podcasts on the go who knows I mean I often find that doing that when I'm moving and doing exercise I get some of my best ideas so who knows the quality of my answers might be about to go through the roof either that or I'll be so distracted by like trying to check if people are walking next to me with masks on or not that I just can't concentrate on giving answers but either way here are the kind of ironically titled on the road episodes because I'm obviously not on the road in the traditional sense because we're not allowed to but I'm on the road I am literally on the road right now just walking in the vicinity of my house so that's what that's what's going on I'm getting back to answering your questions and hopefully this will allow me to uh, actually start to become a little bit more regular because I'll be the first to admit that in recent months this podcast hasn't been as regular as I've liked. So who knows, maybe this is one of the, the various unexpected silver linings of uh, Corona 2020. Anyway, that's what's going on today. So before we get into that, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the podcast, who of course you know well by now it is italki. I, um, I actually recently... In, uh, in my, so I have a, a, a kind of a boot camp going on right now where I'm taking a few hundred people through a, an, a sort of intensive eight week uh, language learning exercise to help people through through lockdown. And it's really fantastic. And we ran a competition recently and uh, some of the winners were given uh, hundreds of dollars of italki credits. Uh, one person, in fact, Richard, got uh, $250 in uh, italki credits. And I had to and I went on there to to, to to buy the credits and send them to Richard and uh, and uh, it reminded me that whole process 
of just how important and valuable italki is as a way for all of us to keep our speaking practice up and no, no you know no none more so than in in uh during this kind of time right where we're literally at home and have well a lot of us Lots of people have no spare time whatsoever because they've got family and kids and stuff, but lots of people do have a lot of spare time and I'm sure um, italki is being a bit, a bit of a lifesaver for many people right now and I'm sure they're doing very well out of it as well, which they thoroughly deserve. Anyway, that's a very long-winded way of saying that if you fancy using this time for a bit of speaking practice, then italki is the best place to do that and you can get a free lesson, a couple of free lessons, in fact, by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. That's iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right then, without any further ado, let's get into today's question from long-term friend of the show and listener, Peter. Hi, Oli, Peter here. My question is about how to keep the growth mindset and be positive about language learning after you've been doing it for a while. I've been learning Egyptian Arabic for the past four years, really appreciated your materials that helped me get started. I'm now pretty good at Egyptian, can use it professionally, and I kind of follow standard Arabic. But I am already pretty frustrated with like the words and that the learning process isn't over. I'm thinking of moving to Tunisian dialect, which is quite different. And I wanted to kind of refresh to make sure I could go into that positively and wouldn't get frustrated by the differences by being back at the beginning and so forth. So I wanted your advice on how I can keep uh, keep the growth mindset approach to learning. Thanks so much. Hey Peter, well thank you very much for your question. It's great to hear from you. And I know I'm a little bit late to the party when it comes to answering this. So it could be that you've already made up your mind by now, who knows? And uh, so your question is all about uh, how do you keep the fire burning? How do you keep those big picture goals in place how do you stay motivated and you know this is for a lot of people the big question isn't it like there's no easy answer to that so I think I can give you some some general thoughts on this and then you know maybe somewhere on the line I'll say something which helps you make up your mind four years is a pretty long time to be learning a language you know but I think first of all I just want to acknowledge how fantastic it is that you're already able to use Arabic professionally because that really is a fantastic achievement, especially for a language like Arabic, which is, you know, really, really hard. And, you know, you can use, you can use MSA, which is modern standard Arabic, for anyone who doesn't know. And, you know, I, I don't know whether you're actually using Arabic sort of day in, day out for your job now, or whether you're just kind of making use of it from, from time to time, I'm not quite sure. But either way, it's a fantastic achievement, but you're probably running into this realization that, there's a lot more to learn. There's always going to be uh, more to learn. And, you know, the, in many ways, the, the, the better you get at a language, the more you realize that actually you're only just starting out on the, on the path. There's a very interesting discussion around language levels and how long it takes to complete each one. So if you imagine that, uh, so on the CEFR, which is the Common European Framework of Reference, have A1 all the way up to C2. Okay, so you have A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2, and the A levels are the lowest and the C levels are the highest. Now, if you ask polyglots, 
you know, are you people that have learned lots of languages, how long each level takes, there's um, a general consensus, I think, that each level up takes about twice as long as the level before that. So, in other words, if it takes you, say, three months to get past A1, then it'll take you six months to get past A2, 12 months to get past B1, 24 months, or two years, to get past B2, and then four years to get past C1, and eight years to get past C2. So overall, you're looking at like 10 to 15 years to learn a language all the way to total fluency. And when you think of it in those terms, I think that's, you know, on the whole, not, I think that's pretty on the mark, really. It's not to say you could do it, you couldn't do it faster, because you definitely could. But it helps to illustrate the fact that learning a language is one really, it's one hell of a big job. It really is. And that's also why, you know, in my case, I tend to prefer, like when, when I get to a kind of B2 level in a language and I spent a year or two doing it, that's kind of enough for me, you know. I, I, I don't, like, I can, I could keep going and get past kind of C1, C2 level in the language. But the, the relative benefits of doing that are fairly small in most cases, especially if you're just a casual user. And in my case, with my language, I'm almost always a casual user, you know, I have no particular need to become super, super fluent in language. I'm not, part, not taking exams, I'm not really using my language professionally or, or anything like that. So for me, if you think, you know, oh, you can take, take two years to get to B2, or 15 years to get to C2, <laughs> like, you know, what's the, um, what, what's, what, what's worth it? And personally, where I come down on that is I, I would rather spend those years learning a few more languages, which is why, you know, I've, in my case, I've been able to amass quite a few languages because I'm kind of happy being at a, an upper intermediate level. So I think, Peter, in your, in your case, you know, it's difficult for me to say exactly what level you're at, but you're, I'm guessing you're around a kind of B2, C1 type level after, after four years, even though Arabic is a much harder language. And so the, the kind of brutal reality of this is that you really are, if you, if you want to get up to the next level, then you really do have a lot of work ahead of you. And you've got to ask yourself the question, is it really worth it? And it's totally fine if you were to say no. It'd be totally fine just if you were to say, look, I really actually want to spend the next five years of my life learning a different language. Or like you say, learning a new dialect, and maybe focusing on Tunisian Arabic, or starting a brand new language altogether. I think there are really kind of two main ways that you can look at this particular problem. Like if you need the language professionally, and if there are huge benefits to be had, um, for you to learn, to really improve your level in the language, then, you know, I think in that case it definitely makes sense. And, and, and it's a no-brainer, you know, you, you started so you'll finish, that kind of approach. But the thing is, if you don't, if there isn't any particular clear benefit to continuing learning, then I, most people would really struggle to keep up the motivation for the length of time it would require for you to get there. So if you don't really need to get a super high level in the language, then the way that I would be thinking about this is, is to think to yourself, well, what's, you know, how else could I be using my time? What else could I be doing with these months and years of my life? Can you learn a new language? Can you do something all different altogether? Because it's also the case, don't forget, that the more languages you learn, the better language learner you become. So it could be the case that, you know, if you take a, you could take a year or so off Arabic, and if you use that time productively and learn another language, that could end up actually being a net, a net positive for your Arabic because you're just kind of broadening your, 
your your abilities and your skill set overall. So I I personally think that the you know variety is the spice of life, and that there's a lot to be learned by by kind of broadening what you learn away from one particular language, and there is absolutely no shame in doing so. And I think a lot of people they they kind of have this they they fall into the sunk cost fallacy where they say, well I've I've spent four years learning Arabic. It would be crazy to give up now. But of course that's flawed because you're not giving up. You can, you'll, you'll never lose the Arabic you've got. You'll keep using it professionally. And, and who knows, it may be the case that once you actually stop pushing yourself and actually enjoy it, maybe just read and consume content, that could be the time where your level actually really does shoot through the roof because you're not putting any pressure on yourself anymore. And often great things happen when you stop pressuring yourself. So. Those are my thoughts, Peter. Um, I think you can probably see which side of the of the coin I come down on, but ultimately it's going to be a decision for for you. But good luck, and um, let me know what you decide. If you'd like to ask me a question, like Peter has, then please do. You can do it right now on your phone. You can just go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. That's iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask. Uh, I will see you back very soon for another On The Road episode, and also a few very, very interesting interviews that are coming up. If you enjoyed the interview with Matt versus Japan a couple of weeks back, then you're going to love what I've got coming up in the coming weeks, so stay tuned, and um, see you very soon. When people ask me how to progress from the beginner levels in a language up to the higher levels, I always come back to one thing. Read, 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 read. Well, that's five things, but it's, it's the same thing, right? It's read. Now, why is reading so important? It's because you get to immerse yourself in the sounds of the language. You flood your brain with words and phrases and grammar in context, so it's impossible for you not to learn tons and tons of stuff. As long as the stuff that you're reading is at the right level for you, because as you've probably experienced, it can be difficult to find interesting reading material that is at the right level for you. You know, if you try and read a novel, it's far too hard and you struggle to make it beyond the first page. Anyway, that is why a number of years ago now, I wrote some books of short stories, which are specifically designed to help you break out of the beginner level by beginning to read in your target language so that you can enjoy yourself and finally un- finally experience what it's like to read in your target language so that you can grow your vocabulary, you can improve your grammar and do all the great things that come with reading. And in fact, these books were so popular that I ended up uh, joining forces with the famous publisher Teach Yourself and we developed these books into a brand new series which are now in the bookshops everywhere all around the world and we started with six languages we've now got 16 languages including everything from spanish to german to icelandic to turkish to arabic we've got these short stories in so many different languages and i'm so proud of these books if you'd like to find out more about them and pick up a copy you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash books that's iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash books You can get the Kindle version, the paperback version, and because many people miss this, we also have the audio version so that you can actually listen along as you read, which is one of my favorite techniques for making sure that vocabulary sticks. Anyway, check them out. You'll love them, particularly the covers, which I think are probably the best covers for any language books ever written anywhere in the history of time. I I particularly like these books. I will teach you a language.com forward slash books.